Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Ripple versus the SEC. A lawsuit that has been going on for years. Finally, it looks like we've got information that could be game-changing. In today's call, we are going to look at the latest status of the Ripple vs. SEC case, the most likely outcomes of the case, and how each outcome will impact your crypto, your XRP holdings, and the wider market. So if you have any exposure to XRP or indeed the crypto markets, this call is for you. We begin by looking at the BTC, Ethereum and altcoin market charts, because of course XRP is part of the wider crypto markets. What happens to XRP in the future will be dependent to what is going on in the overall markets and in particular, what is going on with our market leader, BTC. We can see that BTC is still trading firmly above that 20K psychological level. But to say things look good today would be a little bit optimistic given that we've got a very big event happening today that will almost certainly impact BTC prices. In just 13 hours after this time of recording or 6.30pm GMT is the long-awaited FOMC meeting. The Fed are going to announce the interest rate hike that they will be implementing. Currently, the market is pricing in a 75 basis point interest rate hike at a 86% probability. The more favorable condition for cryptocurrency markets would of course be a 50 basis point hike, but that looks a lot less likely at 13.2%. So look out for volatility at 6.30 p.m. GMT. We will have the interest rate decision, the press conference from the Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and we will also have the Q&A session. So three really important events happening. And I do recommend that you get your updates from the horse's mouth. You can go on the FOMC or Federal Reserve website and get the actual releases there or if you want to hear my interpretation and analysis of it I will be sharing that tomorrow. Ethereum is pretty much uh, flat on the 24 hour I think probably there's also a bit of a wait and see approach when it comes to uh, big Ethereum moves like bid or sell pressure Uh, when the FMC meeting is just around the corner probably investors just think I might as well wait until I find out what is being announced and then make a decision just because it can cause so much volatility. The sort of neutral wait and see approach that BTC and ETH is taking doesn't leave loads of room for altcoins to run, but there are particular factors that are helping particular altcoins do well. Chili's, of course, is that sports uh, football-based cryptocurrency token. We have got the FIFA World Cup right around the corner just in a few weeks, and a lot of sport fans or just cryptocurrency fans are taking positions or investing in the run-up to uh, the World Cup. And we see Dogecoin continue to enjoy some gains up about 116% on the 7-day, 2% on the 24-hour. This, of course, has been induced or propelled by Elon Musk's official ownership of Twitter now and a few announcements he's made regarding what his plans are for Twitter, which have been pretty well received by the community. More on that later. Now that we've done our chart rundown, we're just going to have a quick look at the top headlines in the cryptocurrency news today until we get into our XRP or Ripple versus 
SEC court case, the new information that's come through, the scenarios that are going to happen and what that means for your XRP or crypto holdings. It is so important to keep an eye on the headlines because sometimes what we see in the cryptocurrency markets is one piece of news like this XRP Ripple one dominate the headlines and people lose sight of everything else that's going on. They miss out on risks they should be aware of and opportunities they should be aware of. So we'll make sure you're aware of all that uh, by looking through the headlines now. The missing link is headline number one. Have you been missing link? This fan favorite token, with its own marine corpse, has been lying low for some time, but it is starting to generate chatter once more. Can the Oracle foresee the future? Chainlink is a decentralized Oracle network, DON, which helps connect real-world data to on-chain smart contracts. It's been trading for five years, but only really exploded in price in the 2021 bull market. Since Luna triggered the market crash in May this year, it's been ranging rather tediously between $6 to $9. Many point to $8 as a key resistance and a level that, if broken, would signal the end of whale accumulation. A bit like Marmite, Chainlink has polarized the crypto world, splitting into doubters and believers. It has attracted controversy in the form of pump and dump allegations and a Zeus Capital year-long campaign against it. Last week, Binance launched its own Web3 Oracle network to service its BNB chain and potentially take some of Chainlink's market share. Market intelligence platform Santiment suggested that it was an active whale weekend. On Twitter, they said Saturday saw 33 different link transactions exceeding a value of $1 million. This was the highest whale activity since June 27th. Yesterday, Link recorded over 700,000 holders for the first time. So even if you are a diehard XRP holder believer, it is worth keeping up to date with what's going on with the rest of the altcoins in the markets too. Now, speaking of uh, pumping or trending altcoins, we did talk about Dogecoin's rally and uh, the moves from Elon Musk now that he has full ownership of Twitter, one of which is that Musk is to offer Twitter account verification as a subscription service. The sought-after little blue Twitter checkmark may soon become easier for anyone to obtain. For a price. Self-proclaimed chief twit, Elon Musk announced a plan to open the floodgates to user verification on the social media platform. Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is BS, Musk tweeted, adding that he would give power to the people at a price of $8 a month and that the price would be adjusted by country proportionate to purchasing power parity. So if $8 is really unachievable in certain countries, especially right now with dollar strength and alternate currency weakness, this will be adjusted for. Aside from the verified account badge, users willing to pay for verification will get priority in replies, mentions, and search, see half as many ads, and have the ability to post longer videos and audio files, according to Musk's thread. This is being well received by the Twitter community, and uh, perhaps this kind of closer look or monitoring of the blue Twitter checkmark will help eradicate some of the hacks or scams we've seen where accounts are replicating the blue check mark and using it to pose as a legitimate account and trick users. So hopefully it will stand to benefit the crypto community and just generally Elon's uh, vocalness and comments he's making about Twitter have Dogecoin holders very hopeful as well for Dogecoin somehow being implemented in his big plans for Twitter. Twitter is an important home for the cryptocurrency community and the better that ecosystem becomes, uh, the more vibrant and fluid the cryptocurrency community can become as well. I'd like to draw your attention to just two more headlines until we really hone in our focus on XRP Ripple SEC. As well as what's going on with the big altcoins, we want to know what the big profiles or people in the cryptocurrency markets are saying or talking about. 
On Friday, Bankless hosted an intellectual sparring session between FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried and founder of Shapeship, Eric Voorhees. The debate lasted almost two hours and the pair clashed on the hottest topic of all in crypto. How should crypto be regulated? What became clear is that both inherently agree on what decentralized finance should be. The entire idea of DeFi is to create a financial system where everybody, regardless of social standing, can have permissionless access to and control over their money. The pair believe that the protocol layer must remain unregulated in order to do this, meaning no asking for permission to deploy smart contracts. They also agree that centralized exchanges and intermediaries should be subject to regulation, but this is where the agreement ends. SBF argues that the industry should comply with the Office of Foreign Asset Control sanctions list. To do so, crypto companies and projects should proactively maintain block lists or wallet addresses committing illicit activity and ensure these wallets do not interact with their platforms. Whereas Eric argues that this is not just absurd from an enforcement perspective, but plainly unethical as the OFAC lists includes entire countries. SPF is also open to accepting regulatory licensing of DeFi's front end. In practice, this would mean that DeFi protocols would need to apply for a crypto license with some sort of Department of Crypto Consumer Protection. If the protocol layer is allowed to innovate, SPF sees this as a reasonable compromise with the authorities, but Eric thinks that this would be too significant a political surrender. This is where the pair have the greatest difference in their opinions. Crypto regulation is a very hot topic. The Ripple SEC lawsuit sort of acts as a precedent for what is going to go on in the space, and the two topics are very much interconnected. Final very quick headline, we've looked at altcoins, we've looked at people, now we take it one step higher and look at countries. Singapore Bank DBS uses DeFi to trade FTX and state securities. We're seeing a lot more crypto blockchain integration in Singapore, and this looks like one of the crypto hubs to be on the lookout for. A little bit more on this later, because Ripple's also had uh, some comments or things to say about Singapore. Well done if you've made it to this point in the call because we are officially ready to dive into Ripple versus the SEC. First and foremost, the Ripple SEC case revolves around alleged violations for selling Ripple's XRP token as an unregistered security. The SEC lawsuit filed in December 2020 against Ripple Labs, as well as co-founder Christian Larson and CEO Brad Glaringhouse, alleges that the company has raised $1.3 billion in unregistered securities offerings since 2013. After the 2008 financial crisis that started in the US in the housing market uh, through the creation and use of really wacky derivatives, the US has become a lot more proactive and involved in regulating what happens in the financial markets in the United States. In particular, the SEC is a regulatory body that is very proactive in regulating securities. Anyone offering securities in the US must be under the jurisdiction of the SEC. So the argument here is that Ripple, Ripple Labs, XRP, etc. were in the business of securities, but they were not under the jurisdiction of the SEC. So all their actions were unlawful and they were posing as an unregistered security. Of course, Ripple XRP claim that they were not and are not a security token and therefore not meant to be under the jurisdiction of the SEC. So that is the heart of the issue. Recently, there's been some positive news for Ripple Labs and speculation that the SEC is likely to lose the case. But are these claims accurate? Let's take a look. 
It is true that Ripple has made some victories or success in the court case. For example, Ripple obtained long-sought documents of former SEC official who declared Ethereum is not a security. It was the Ripple General Counsel who broke the news on Twitter recently declaring victory in an 18-month battle within the larger war over the collection of discovery materials dubbed the Heinemann documents. Over 18 months and six court orders later, we finally have the Hyman Dog's internal SEC emails in draft of his infamous 2018 speech. While they remain confidential for now at the SEC's instance, I can say that it was well worth the fight to get them. Remember, of course, in a court case, you cannot just whack out any evidence you want. You have to submit evidence for your case and that evidence has to be approved. And it looks like Ripple has managed to get approval for some helpful documents to be put into their case. Now, these documents revolve around former SEC director William Heinemann and a much-publicized speech he delivered in 2018 declaring that Ethereum, like Bitcoin, was sufficiently decentralized and thus not subject to federal securities regulation. Why is this helpful? Well, Heinemann's remarks that day represent the thickest cloud currently looming over the ongoing debates over crypto regulations. And I think the idea here is that the same arguments used to claim that, that Ethereum is not a security from an SEC official himself are going to be used to claim that Ripple is not a security either. And this is not the only evidence that's been used to claim that Ripple is not a security. In fact, the private airline Tapjets decided to join the case and explain to the regulator why XRP is not a security. The utility and value of XRP was presented by the airline through the use of the cryptocurrency as a currency in its use case. Security currency. They are different and the claim is that Ripple XLP is in the business of providing currency, not securities. The company explains that given the nature of its business, accepting only fiat money for airline shipments was a hindrance to operations and that the use of XRP helped speed up payments where a conventional bank would not be able to, such as on a Friday night. This helps explain that Ripple is a currency because, for example, you wouldn't really see an airline accepting Tesla stock, uh, which of course is a security, for payment. Now, if you are saying, oh, I've not heard of Tapjets, I imagine that you have heard of Coinbase, who have also very recently recently stepped up to help Ripple XRP against the SEC. This is a huge important development for the case. Crypto exchange Coinbase has petitioned a federal court for permission to file a friend of the court amicus brief in the ongoing lawsuit between the SEC and Ripple Labs. Coinbase joins the Blockchain Association and industry lobbyist group Send the Bits, a crypto payments app that uses XRP and John Deaton, a lawyer, in hoping to shore up Ripple's case against the SEC, which sued Ripple at the end of 2020, as discussed. The exchange here highlighted whether the SEC provided fair notice prior to bringing its enforcement action, taking a dig at the common industry complaint that the regulator has not provided clear guidance to business in the process. Coinbase similarly argued that the SEC has been inconsistent about its enforcement approach, which creates uncertainty to companies in the sector. So not only is XRP Ripple claiming that they are not in the business of securities, they're in the business of payments and currency, but there's also now another added argument that they weren't given sufficient notice by the SEC before their enforcement took place. And there are big, big names backing the case now. All in all, these are definitely positive developments and it is not therefore surprising to see that people are speculating that there could be a victory. But we are not in the business of uh, telling the future. 
we are not like the moon boy shiller influencers who are going to tell you XRP is definitely going to win. XRP to the moon. Ripple victory. We're going to explain all the scenarios that are possible here and how each one will impact your cryptocurrency so that you can be prepared in every scenario because no one can tell the future. So there is an update here from finance feeds. Three scenarios here. Ripple Labs wins the case. In the case of a win, US crypto exchanges are likely to relist XRP and there's potential for a new dynamic in the market as XRP may become the only crypto asset with regulatory clarity in the jurisdiction. Glaringhouse and Ripple investors have also signaled the intention of going public via IPO after the lawsuit. There's also a chance that the wider digital assets space will be quote unquote saved from the SEC given the precedent setting nature of the lawsuit. So it would be good for XRP Ripple. It would see to more developments for the specific XRP Ripple ecosystem. And it will be good news for the cryptocurrency markets, which as we saw from the headlines has been hot in debate about what regulation should mean for cryptocurrency. It is worth remembering that in the case of a loss, the other scenario, scenario two, XRP itself is unlikely to be erased as Ripple has no control over much of the stock and an extremely high percentage of XRP holders are based abroad where the SEC has no jurisdiction. Remember, this is a US regulatory body looking after US customers and US interactions. The digital asset would remain delisted in US exchanges, but probably not in other countries as no other regulators have shown signs of suing Ripple yet. Glaringhouse has also previously mentioned the intention of moving its headquarters overseas in a case of loss. Singapore could be it. And again, this shows why it was helpful to look at the headlines because we've now established that Singapore is a growing space for cryptocurrency. There is, of course, also a sort of middle ground between these approaches, which is a settlement, which is also another likely scenario outcome of the SEC versus Ripple case. Bless. That is goodbye in Icelandic.